I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Giles, the Bank of New Zealand is singing from a familiar song sheet. Kira to you, Jimmy. Yes, another day, another billion-dollar-plus bank profit. The BNZ's reported record profits of $1.4 billion for the year ended September. That's up 7% on a year ago. The result's been driven by a near 5% rise in lending, uh, a sizable increase in its interest rate margins, although it has had a lift in bad debts, but it's managed to constrain growth in operating costs. Its chief executive, Dan Huggins, says credit demand is slowing, but customers are in good financial shape. We've seen a slowdown in, in demand for credit, certainly in housing, um, also uh, in business, although less than, than housing. Uh, but our, our customers are resilient and um, you know, we continue to see um, demand. How tough is it getting for your customers now with rising interest rates? Well, look, the quality of the book is, is very good and you know, businesses are resilient. Uh, we've seen people adjusting well uh, to increases in, in their mortgages. Um, so to date, uh, customers are uh, handling things well. What level of your customers have to reprice, say, in the coming year or six months? We've got about 30% uh, percent of the customers, about 40,000 customers that need to move from those very low rates um, up to higher rates. And what, are you, and what are you stress testing customers at? What level are you stress testing them? So at the moment, it's about 8%. Um, the lowest we got to was 6.25%. So 6.25 even when we were at rock bottom rates? Correct. So right now we're at 8%, uh, but when the OCR was at 25 basis points, uh, we were still testing customers at 6.25%. So we took a very conservative approach, and that's now reflected, we think, in the quality of the book and the ability for customers to adjust to those higher rates. Well, Dan Huggins says the level of arrears is very low, to use his words. BNZ is ready to help any customers in difficulties, though, through restructuring of loan repayments and other methods. He says the size of the banking industry's profits reflects the size of the sector's role in the economy, but the debate about the size of profits is an important conversation to have. And just to recap that in the past week, ANZ's reported a $2 billion annual profit, Westpac $1 billion. Back in August, ASB reported $1.4 billion. So you don't have to add it up. It's $5.8 billion for the big four who have an 85% share of the banking market. And power generator Manawa Energy has reported a strong first-half profit lifted by the sale of its uh, of Trust Power's retail business amid an otherwise challenging year. The generating arm of the former Trust Power saw net profit more than triple to nearly $391 million. But that includes a one-time gain of nearly $349 million from the sale of the retail business to Mercury in May. Manoa Energy's chief executive, David Prentice, says it's a strong result despite a 41% drop in its underlying profit to $59 million. Probably two or three things that categorise the result. The first thing is we've had very abnormal hydrology. You know, we've moved from having a very dry period four or five months ago to a very wet period over the last couple of months. And obviously that's been a real challenge from a hydrology perspective. As a result of the kind of significant storms and wet events that we've had across New Zealand, we've also had increased spend to kind of maintain some of the damage that occurred at some of our schemes. But I think most importantly, why I'm feeling pretty chipper and pretty excited is that uh, some of that increased cost has come as a result of a significant uplift in terms of new development options we've got around renewable electricity, which is pretty exciting. 
Well, David Prentice says they're making good progress on those new projects. Strong pipeline of wind and solar developments, in addition to upgrades of existing infrastructure. And the company's reaffirmed its full-year underlying profit forecast of between 127 to $140 million. The other company to report earnings this morning was to take over target Pushpay Holdings. Its profits have more than halved with slower than expected customer growth despite a lift in revenue. The mobile donations company's net profit for the half-year ended September down 54% on a year ago to 8.8 million US dollars. Pushpay's revenue rose 10% to 103 million US dollars. The numbers are in line with recent guidance given. Pushpay's chief executive Molly Matthews says market conditions and macroeconomic factors have presented ongoing challenges. Over the first six months, we saw year-on-year growth in all of our key operational metrics, although at a slower rate than we anticipated. This is a result of our investment into the business, as well as the go-to-market reset, which affected net new customer growth. This, combined with an uncertain economic backdrop, has led the churches to reevaluating their purchasing decisions, resulting in lower new customer ads than expected. Well, the company is, of course, subject to a $1.5 billion takeover offer from its two big shareholders, BGH and Sixth Street. They own a combined 20%, and they're offering $1.34 a share, which Pushpay's board is backing as offering, in its words, compelling value. We'll see how share markets have responded to all of that. I'm joined by Andrew Austin of Jardin Securities. Good to you, Andrew. Yes, good afternoon, Giles. Well, we've had a little flurry of earnings reports there. How's that gone down on the local share market? Yes, sure. So, I mean, the market itself is up 65 points to 11,216, which in percentage terms is about 0.58% up, so you could say positive. However, in saying that, the the companies leading the way down today are Manawa Energy, actually, down 42 cents to $5.23. They're down 7.4%. Arvida is down 3 cents to $1.24. Argosy property down two to a dollar eighteen. At the other end, we've got uh, E-Road is actually continuing a bit of a rebound there, up seven cents or four point eight percent to a dollar fifty-two. Restaurant brands is up eighteen cents to seven dollars twenty. Heartland Group's up four to a dollar seventy-five, and Victor's up eight to four dollars twenty-nine. What's it like in Australia? Yes, so they're not up as strongly, but they they are positive. They're up uh, 0.3 out of percent, or 26 points. So they've just opened at 6,985. The company's leading the way. is a bit of a a resurgence in gold. So the Northern Star Resources over there is up 5%. Computer shares is up 37 cents to $26.23. And the miners, so yeah, Rio's up $1.08 a share to $97.43. And BHP is up 40 cents to $40.75 a share. Well, the uh, New Zealand dollar's had a bit of a strong tone to it in recent days. Has it held on to it? Yes, it has. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, uh, probably more so the US dollar is a bit weaker. So, New Zealand dollar is buying a 0.5960 US against the Aussie, 0.9159 against the pound, 0.5159 and against the euro, 0.5913 there. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Yes, yeah, so that three-month bank bill c- keeps uh, treading up, so it's 4.24%. Uh, oil is at $88.75 US a barrel, and gold is at 1712 US per ounce. Thank you very much. That's Andrew Austin from Jardin Securities. Some other items of business news this lunch hour. 
Uh, Dairy Cooperative Fonterra has appointed Neil Beaumont to the role of Chief Financial Officer from early February. He replaces the outgoing Mark Rivers. He's come from a senior uh, role at the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, a company not unknown for its investments in this country. And the latest quarterly consumer credit demand index from uh, company Equifax indicates overall demand for consumer credit falling 6% in the September quarter on the year before. A sharp 7.1% rise in the appetite for credit cards, but there was a 32% drop in demand for mortgage credit. News and numbers updated for you around half past five in Checkpoint, but for now, Jimmy, that's business. Kia ora. Thanks, Giles.